So here we are, another Awesome Earth Movers podcast. And today we're having a quick chat with Pat Bullcock. Anybody within the UK construction industry should know Pat from his days selling tilt rotators and what have you. He seems to be the tilt rotator guru that everybody goes to. So, uh, Pat, good whether, afternoon. Whether that's a good introduction or a bad introduction, I don't it's know, really. <laughs> it's got to be a good introduction. You know, you're, you're well known throughout the industry, aren't you? For my sins, yes, I suppose I am. Yeah, well... For, definitely for my sins. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the scars and the war wounds to show, Ali. Nah, you're good. You're good, mate. You're good. So, Pat, everybody knows now that I think that you've parted company with Steel Wrist. Yeah. What do you do with your time these days? Uh, well, there's a funny thing. We thought we were going to have a bit of a break and a rest, and we had a couple of weeks off. And then before you knew it, Christmas was over. And then it was like... Oh, okay, right, we better do something. Um, everybody thought I had these big schemes and plans, but I didn't at all. I had literally, it was a case of, we'll have some time off. Have some time off, but Claire and I just get to grips with the house that we're sitting in at the moment and try and make head and the tail of it. Um, that didn't really happen. It's still in the shambles. <laughs> um and yeah, so we got going again, really, with with something that we never thought we would get to do. But yeah, we started pimping diggers, blinging diggers. Pimping diggers, that's something different. I know, obviously, you've spent a lot of time in Scandinavian countries and you see sort of owner operators and, and what people do to their machines over there. It's slightly different. But yeah. Do you think there's a big market for pimping machines here? I don't know whether it'll be a big market or, or what, but the, there's definitely a need, Yeah, without a doubt. There's definitely a need. Um, it, this came up where we were thinking what we should do, um, and it was a case of sitting there and thinking, what was the most asked-after thing outside of tilt rotators hmm. and buckets and so on and so forth? And we were always getting asked for things that they would see on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So it's a dangerous place, isn't it? Quite, yeah. So anybody that would um, that would be interested in tail rotators would end up looking on YouTube and watching a, this bucket doing its whirly-giggy dance. Um, and along with that then, they'd see the fact that these machines are either airbrushed, wrapped, chrome parts, floor mats, all funky, sexy stuff. And um, so then it was a case of, oh, let's ring Pat because he deals with all that sort of stuff. And so we were always getting phone calls about, or I was personally, about where do I get that bit of checker plate from? Where do I get that light from? Where do I get that tube for the back of the digger? Where do I get the extension? Where do I, how do I put an Eminox exhaust system on my Attaché <laughs> ZX135? And, and, and at the time, we were so involved with the with the backbone of the business that we just dismissed it a bit, really. Yeah. But then it wasn't until we had nothing to do that we thought, right, okay. And and the, and the phone calls kept coming through, actually, even after we'd left. So did the usual, did a bit of investigation, had a look around, and that's where we are today now with, with the Mitex light bars. And, and then we were trying to find a... Uh, a good work light and uh, 
in a way, I didn't want to go to China and I didn't want to go to other nations to find stuff. And, and I managed to find a, a light that was built and manufactured in the UK then in Essex. Wow. So that was quite cool. Something. A laser. Laser. laser lamps. Automotive originally, but they yeah. had a rear and rallying. And yes. But they have a really nice. Solid. Uh, sonic utility like that. They don't really promote that well, but a phenomenal bit of kit. And I was a bit blown away, so I thought I'd better go have a look at these and have a chat, you know. So we had a chat and they they weren't that excited about doing anything with us, to be honest with you. But I think they're beginning to get their heads around it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Add additional lighting, mic bars. <laughs> It all seems a little bit ludicrous. I cannot believe I'm standing here telling you this, but you know, if somebody said to me five years ago, "Oh yeah, one day you'll be uh, covering a digger in super glue and ram raiding halfords," <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, right, right." But um, no, to be fair, it's it, let's hope it's not a one-hit wonder. But the first six months of it now, they've been phenomenal, really. That's good. Phenomenal. That's good. Um, probably more than we want, Paul, to be honest with you. Busy then? Busy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Well, that's, that's, that's what you want. You want to be busy. It's not like you to be sitting down doing nothing. No, if only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so obviously the like bars and the, the, the additional lights, is that all you're doing these days? No. So the, the, because again, then things evolve don't they and people ask you to do stuff and and then you start to assess whether it would be viable to do or whether there is a market for it or is it just going to be it so we're slowly now building up a bit of a portfolio i suppose you'd call it in a way um we've started working with ema on the bucket side of things right um predominantly that's where our brand came from I suppose yeah. you'd call that because S-Type has been a it's been a thing I've been pumping for yeah exactly been pumping the S-Type system for the last nearly 17 years so it'd be a bit remiss of me I suppose to walk away from it so we thought right when we were thinking about a brand which was oh you know that was only three months ago really we'd come up with that name um we thought, right, okay, we should continue what... If the brand says S-Type, then why shouldn't we be doing something S-Type? So um, rather than just run-of-the-mill everyday buckets, we thought, let's have a little look at some high-ish end brands. Yeah. And, and we looked at lots of different ones. And, and luckily enough, EMA just sort of stumbled along. Their situation had changed. Our situation was right. So we got our heads together and, and that's where we are today. So now we've got a fair stock of that stuff, really. Um, and you've actually got buckets in stock yep, ready to yep. go. So we carry probably, well, we, we'd have at least £100,000 worth of stock, I suppose. Um, we're not heavily pumping it. No. Um, it's not a run-of-the-mill product. It's for quite bespoke yeah. and quite high-end. So I think that they're seen as... You know the, the the more expensive end of the market, but yeah. the quality end of the market as well. Exactly, and and you've got some companies out there that will not deal with anything else other than that yeah. that brand because they've they've tried it, it's worked, and they've gone on again. 
and they keep just reordering. And that's a really nice position to be in, really, from a from a business perspective. Yeah. Because you've got that backbone. You can grow on that backbone, but you've got to get that. And initially, EMA and, and the previous people, they did a good job of that, really. Oh, that's good. To get that in. You, the, the groundwork's been done and you're, you're following on from that. Yeah. Brilliant. We need to do more with it. Yeah. I won't lie to you, but, you know, we also need to to fulfil the complete portfolio. Bear in mind, we're only six months into this. And, you know, the website's not running yet. There's lots to do. and But we're getting there one step at a time. You know? So one step at a time. Lights, buckets. Lights, buckets. And we're now in also in conversation with a few different companies as far as cab interiors. Right. So, again, I can't believe we're talking about this, but I suppose we're going to end up now, if you go out and buy a Scania tomorrow, yeah, or a Volvo or a whatever, you can go to 101 different places to get what you need. Yeah. And some people are spending extortionately large amounts of money on pimping their trucks. But where do you go if you want to do that to your to your excavator or to your tractor or your wheel loader or where'd you gather? Off the top of my head, <laughs> I haven't got a clue. That's the weird thing. And a lot of people don't want to have the time and the effort to go around all the various different companies to try and compile everything. So I think where we were originally was could we offer that bespoke service as a yeah. consultational basis? Don't like that word, but... It was, it was talked about. So, uh, and I don't think that would probably work, but now we're trying to select the best of the best yeah. and bring them all together. So we're unfortunately, or fortunately, however you might like to say it, we're going, we're going to probably end up, we're talking to another Swedish company for floor mats, roof liners, door carts, seat covers, bespoke seats. It's, yeah, it gets quite in-depth. So there's a lot going on. And, and when people say to me, oh, well, you don't do many buckets. No, because like 24 hours in yeah. those eight days that we have in the week, yeah. <laughs> no. I've been absorbed by trying to find the right product really and, and test them, use people locally and use ourselves to try and test the stuff. Um, so we make sure it's right. And obviously with the light bars and what have you are you undertaking or fitting yourself so at the moment yes yeah the the plan was not to do that um but because of my uh, ocd i suppose they call it i personally need to understand that when we send a bar out because that's the end goal is that bars get sent out and lights get sent out so we don't have a we can still offer a uh, fitting service mm. at a cost obviously like oh, anything yeah, yeah. but we can offer that but the but the pure volume the, the scale doesn't work so oh. we have to have an understanding of the product so what we're doing today is every new one that we come across um, like for instance yesterday late at night I was fitting a, on a Wackanoosan because we haven't done a Wackanoosan yet so we need to understand where to pick up on the live feed where to put the beacons da, 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 da. so then when people ring up in 
three months, four months time and they've had their bar delivered and it's all nicely wrapped and, and, they, can't fit it. and they can't fit it, then at least we can talk them through it. Yeah. But we couldn't talk them through it if we didn't know and, and that's where we sort of need to be. So short term, yes, we're fitting them. Long term, no. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. What other plans have you got in a foot in for S-Type X? I think we all have dreams, don't we? <laughs> we, all have dreams. we all have dreams and probably uh, I'm classed as probably one of the biggest dreamers. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, the overall plan is that, and like it does in many markets, is that machines are equipped from the beginning. Mm. Not from manufacturer, but from dealer level. So, for instance, now, if you look at even the German and French markets, their, their machines are spending a lot longer in the, in the dealer's yard having customer specifications added yeah. to them. And yeah. Whether that's a different seat, whether that's a tilt rotator, whether that's a whatever it is, different tyres, different tracks... Um, whereas that's not happening really in the UK that, you know, uh, I can use a brand, can't I? <laughs> yeah. So Hitachi, yeah. for instance, are yeah. doing a fantastic job and they're probably the the only ones that have really grasped the whole aftermarket idea. Mm. Um, so they've, I mean, we sort of, I think we pretty much started that back in, three, four years ago with Hitachi and my steel wrist, with my steel wrist cap on. So working with the dealer in the UK yeah. to, to provide a, yeah. a solution to... Provide a solution. So it was pretty obvious that we as a company were spending a lot, a vast amount of time in Hitachi's premises mm. as outside contractors. Yeah. And every time we were there, we were, we were charging them. So... I put the case to them to well, why why are you why are you paying me to do it when you've got your own boys? True. So why don't we train your guys up to get them up and running with it all? Now, don't get me wrong; it it didn't backfire. It worked very well, but it also opened up the market for the other rotator manufacturers. Yes. So yeah. that's fine because there's enough market for everybody at the end of the day. Yeah, and. And you'd be quite happy out of the four, five, six brands that are out there. If everybody had a slice of the 24,000 machines sold every year in the UK, I think it would be more than we could all cope with anyway. Yeah. So at the time, it worked very well. And Itachi then really got their head into it and started integrating machine control. So they were working with Leica, Top Contrimble. So now they've set up their own depot or such at Port of Time, which they're due to expand again, I believe. Mm. And they're, they're doing everything at source. So the customer now receives a fully equipped machine. So the, cu the customer gets the sales rep coming around. What do you want? Yeah, tick, tick, what tick. What do you want? Yeah, exactly. And, it, and to be fair, compared to other brands attached, you've always been very good at saying yes. And then work on it afterwards. Whereas a lot of brands will often go, oh no, Paul, could you get that somewhere else? I just want the machine order. Yeah. Whereas the market's changing, you know, I, I truly believe there's a growing owner operator market. There does seem to be. Yeah. And I think also, like some of the small SMEs, I call it, small yeah. medium contractors, they're, um, 
they're getting a little bit they they want to stand out in the crowd so they're thinking about tech they're thinking about how to keep their operators happy because the driver you know that pull better than anybody drivers are really hard to get hold of good ones and i think the good ones once they're there if they've got a good bit of kit they're more likely to look after it Clean yeah. it, polish it. I know there, there's people within the industry that laugh at others who pimp their digger. Oh, hell but yeah. if you're in it 10, 12 hours a day, yeah, yeah. why not have it nice? Why well, not have it's it? their officer. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, they, I find it well, very strange that the machines get abused the way they do get abused. And yeah. I've all seen it. Yeah. And you think, oh my God, you know, I personally could never be a machine owner with drivers because, you know, I struggled enough with the guys driving our vans, you know, <laughs> but that's your showroom, isn't it? It's your advertising board. It's, yeah. Uh, if your machinery's smart, then your job will be smart. Hopefully. The two you would like to think are hand in hand. They do. They should do. But if things look rough, then there's a very strong chance the work could be rough. <laughs> Well, that, that's something that can never be aimed at the stuff that I've seen you do in the past. You've always been very particular about installation, very tidy, very... Yeah. It has to be done a certain way. Yeah. And it looks good on the finished item. And that's probably why we are where we are today, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, excuse the dog. He's, we, 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 the security guard's got issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you're right, but that comes with its challenges. Huh? That's you know to be like that. Yeah, isn't necessarily that easy. No, and, no, I can imagine. <laughs> people have always said to me in the past, you know, how do you, how do you cope with that? And I and I don't cope with it. I I don't. I I have to permanently like wake up, slap myself in the face, and go, you know, just let the guy have a moment. <laughs> Let let people have a moment because not everybody will do it no. the way that you do it or that somebody else that you've trained does it or whatever. And but everything in life needs standards, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's nice to have a high standard yeah. about things. That's that's good. And you know, I know I know we're here talking about like bars. Carpets, mats, <laughs> bits yeah. and pieces like that. But I can see out your kitchen window there's something blue. Oh, yeah, that's a bit of a... That's, I should find a different hobby, really. Or you should do. Yeah. What have you got out there? Come on, tell um, everybody. That's one of my one of my few tractors that's um, yeah, in sick bay at the moment. Um, <laughs> blooming Ford 7810. So, yeah, that's what gets me uh, floating of a weekend or an evening. So it was, that's your bit of a project, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something I've never, not been able to do for the last 15 years because I've just been work, work, work. And, yeah. Um, so I vowed I would try to do something outside of, like... Work. Yes, work. So that came along. Um, ironically, it was the same year and same model as... As one I drove for a farmer when I was 16 and actually passed my tractor test on it. Uh-huh. So it's always been a soft spot. And I drove one for about five, maybe six years, up until I was, you know, about 24, 25, I think. So only a couple of years ago. 
Oh, you're coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost six months, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it needed to... I vowed to myself I'd, I'd always have one. it. And it was a case of... Um, and we had this discussion at home, as you do. Mm-hmm. It was a Bentley Continental GT. Yeah. Uh, or a Ford 7810. And because we got horses... I suppose a seven eight ten sort of one because I can then do all the work in the fields. That's a, <laughs> that's a great excuse. Yeah, that is a great excuse. Yeah. So, you, what have you got? A couple of weeks worth of work to it? Or? No, 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 no. To be fair, I've got a lifetime <laughs> of work to do it to get it right. But um, no, to be fair, it's quite square. I've got uh, we've having a shakedown. The thing hadn't moved for um, ten, nearly ten years. Oh. So when you start getting things a bit hot and start running them up and putting them to work, you start to find leaks and hoses that are perished. And I know, I know exactly how they feel. <laughs> yeah, I would do like that. You're right, yeah. <laughs> so um, now we've got a little bit of work to do and now give it a full service and then she'll be back out there hoping to do some ploughing matches with it, this sort of. Now, you'll have to keep us in the loop on that one and we'll, uh, we'll come out and see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. ploughing. Yeah. And then... Claire, Claire wanted a, an open-top car, so, um, yeah, we thought, okay, cool, so we got her a Dexter, Fordson Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> so, did yeah. she appreciate that? No. No. Um, but <laughs> that's a story for another day, isn't it? <laughs> that's brilliant, mate. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate your time today. No, thank you, Paul. Good to see you. Good to see you. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you once you've done your... Your tractor, yeah. I will come. We'll come out and see you doing some plowing. Yeah, we'll have a shandy while we're at it. Good man. Sounds good. Sounds good, good. man. Cheers, Thank you very much, Dad. Cheers, Cheers for that, mate.